Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bumps and banana hammocks. Sam Bart Winkler, that's Ryan Horvat. The first thing I want to say is for those of you that listened to some of the podcasts, maybe the last time we did it, I had a really good idea that if you're going to listen to just a few minutes, I want everybody to know about the 24-7 championship would be good if the winner got a title shot after 24 days of holding it. Mm -hmm. Because while it sadly might be the most entertaining thing on the program right now, because it's getting some of these uh, guys that don't get a TV time a lot, some time, and truth is funny, despite me not wanting to think he's funny, I do laugh at our truth. There's no reason to have it other than to have it. So if they had some sort of payoff, that would be good. I just want to make sure everybody hears that if you hear anything about this podcast today. Otherwise, it is maybe the best thing in the WWE right now because uh, everything Horvy sucks. And the Super Showdown is, you know, a big example of why. Yeah, you broke it down pretty well when you said it's just a glorified house show. Uh, that's pretty much what it was. Well, you we could- were going to do a prediction podcast and then you don't have to because no titles ever change hands at these things no i think this is the third one they did in saudi arabia yeah and they did one in australia right no titles ever change hands uh the only thing i think was noteworthy was roman reigns losing to shane mcmahon which we will uh talk about in a minute here but other than that the the favorites win titles don't change hands and it's just it's stupid yeah it's just pretty much a house show and we saw it coming i mean you have Seth Rollins fighting Baron Corbin, which I do get what you're doing there. Um, but it, I guess it makes less sense why you did Rollins and AJ Styles right away and the way that you did it. I would have had Baron Corbin be the first challenger because it's kind of like when Stone Cold won the title and you had him facing Dude Love. Like at that time, you knew Nick, Mick Foley wasn't going to win the title. You just need to get him a couple, like two to three defenses to make him look strong before you have your big match for SummerSlam, which I thought they should have did Styles and Seth Rollins at SummerSlam and had no winner. Have the lights close out and then have Bray Wyatt's first feud be with AJ. Oh. And then you could save Rollins and AJ and keep building it up all the way to WrestleMania. And that's how you put together a storyline. WWE doesn't think like that, though. They have no idea what they're doing. Well, they're rewriting episodes as the episodes are airing. Right. So I got what you were doing there with Rollins retaining over Corbin. Obviously, you knew that Lesnar wasn't going to cash in, but you... He still had to make his money, his $4 million or $5 million to make the appearance. So he comes out. Which makes him look stupid. It makes him look so stupid. For kicking Rollins' ass on Monday and then going there fr- flying all the way around the world Friday to get his ass kicked. Yeah, he makes like a 10-minute appearance, makes millions of dollars. It's crazy. And then with Kingston, same thing. You knew Dolph Ziggler wasn't winning the title. As much as I would love to see it, he's only there because Kevin Owens didn't make the trip. Um, probably because they wouldn't allow Sami Zayn to make the trip. And so you just needed somebody for, you know, a solid like 15 to 20 minute match where you could get like three to four stars out of it. Probably be your strongest match. But you knew Kofi was retaining. So just pointless. And then the good matches, the bigger matches that we get, they really have no storyline. Like the Reigns and Shane thing, that's kind of taken off, I guess, a little bit right now. But Triple H and Randy Orton... I mean, I guess historically they just don't like each other. They laugh during the promo. It was they, so they, stupid, they right? They have no 
they've fought in the past, but they've had no reason to be. I mean, they just had an evolution reunion the last two times. Yeah, the last time though they were in the ring. Yeah, right. They had no reason to fight. Just stupid. And then we get Goldberg and the Undertaker. Twenty years too late. Goldberg hasn't been on TV since he dropped the title to Lesnar. Undertaker's pretty much retired, so there's no storyline there. It's just it. I'm not a big fan of the Super Show. Like, it's a great idea. I want to be able to day drink on a Friday at noon, 1 p.m., and watch five hours of wrestling. A pay-per-view in the middle of the day for you and me doing a morning show Awesome, is a great idea. Doing it in Saudi Arabia is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And then spending weeks of your main programming building up to this house show that, you know, I (laughs) the the password that I use, I got to get my own now. My buddy canceled it because it was so bad. And I think that WWE, the ratings keep going down. SmackDown mm-hmm. was under two million, I believe, for the first time ever. They are. It's like they don't even. It's like the WWE is trying to quit their job. It's like they're going out of business. They just don't want to actually have to do it. They want you to break up with them, which doesn't make sense because right now you've got two things going on. WWE should want to be good mm-hmm. on its own merit. Because they're moving to Fox, and that's a big deal for them. They're back on broadcast TV for the first time since they used to be on UPN. Okay? And mm-hmm. when they were on UPN, UPN was nothing. I worked at a UPN at that time. Yeah. we, I I put Animal Rescue in on VHS. <laughs> I had my buddy call up, or I called my buddy up during, during UPN primetime, mm-hmm. Veronica Mars. I said, hey, watch this. And I put a little crawl on the screen and said, hi, Scott. Really? And I'd say, watch this. Pause. Nobody noticed? No one said anything. Not even during One Tree Hill? Mm, that was on uh, the different one. Oh, that was in UPN? Yeah, that was WB. <laughs> so this is where it was. They're going to be on a broadcast network sandwiched in between Thursday night football, Saturday night college football, right in the middle on Fox will be SmackDown. WWE should want to put a good face forward mm-hmm. so they can stay on there. So they should be good on their own merits. Then you've got the AEW stuff, which we talked about a lot in our last podcast, you can go find that wherever you found this. But they they seemingly see all these outside things and are ignoring it. They're not doing anything to make their product better. And, in fact, they're almost doing things to purposely make their product worse. Yeah, that's what's so disappointing. They finally have some competition because TNA was never really any competition you know, uh, even New Japan Pro Wrestling, as good as it is, nobody knows about it because once it's not- the weekly show starts, maybe mm-hmm. you'll see a kick in the ass. But I just, I don't, I don't know. It, it just seems like they don't care, right? And, and that's what's really frustrating as a wrestling fan is, you know, it's five hours a week, and yeah, I fast forward through it like most of you, and you know, I, I do keep my eye on when the pay per views are, and I generally like to watch these things, and how much time you invest into it. And how much time I invest defending it just in my own house. I know. You know? And it's bad. It's just very, very bad. And it's disappointing because it can be so good. Wrestling can be good. Mm-hmm. I've seen the WWE be good. Yeah. I mean, I just I just didn't start watching at the age of 25 because it was bad. I got super into the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels thing. And the storylines after that, I think that's when Triple H was going to Randy Orton's house and beating him up at his own house. And, you know... I got into it because it was compelling, and now I'm just into it more of a ch- as a chore. Right. It feels like a chore just to watch it, exactly. And I almost just watch it because, I mean, I pay for the network and because I expect it to get better at some point. But my issue with it, I guess, is so when I got out of school, 
when I got out of high school, like once the Attitude Era kind of wrapped up, I was done for a while because they did that invasion angle. So I was I would like flip and I would check out WCW, but I was a big Raw guy, a big Attitude Era guy. And then they had all the power. They bought WCW, and I was like, man, there's no competition. And then the product started to suck. Like the whole invasion angle sucked. Like it could have been so good. You finally had WCW versus WWF, but because of contracts, you couldn't bring over a lot of the guys like Goldberg. So it was like DDP and like guys I didn't really care too much about. And the storyline started to suck because for the first time ever, Vince McMahon had no competition whatsoever. So we got lazy. And I feel like he got lazy probably for the past decade. Like we would get a couple good months, like the summer of CM Punk stuff was really good. Uh, the Daniel Bryan stuff was really good, but then we would get a lot of crap. Like the you'd also show. get things that should have been good that died. Right. Wide family should have been good. Nexus should have been good. Anything with Wade Barrett should have been good. The Shield didn't really like the Shield as good as they were. There was even a period with the Shield where they didn't know what to do anymore. Remember, they like joined the corporation and they were bad guys, and then they were faces like two weeks later. Yeah. So that's my that's my problem with WWE is it's lazy story writing. Like the storylines were always good. As bad as the wrestling was during the Attitude Era, which I realize now when I go back, I'm like, damn, the main event was really good, but everything else sucked. Like Triple H and The Rock was good. Austin Undertaker or Austin Dude Love was really good. But like Draws, The Headbangers, there was some really bad wrestling. But the storylines were always awesome, so you wanted to watch Raw. Now the storylines are brutal. Like, they have no idea what they're doing. They're all over the place. They're changing their mind on stories. You could tell when the script's been rewritten over and over. Like, Kevin Owens is a face, but then they didn't think Daniel Bryan was going to be able to come back on time, so they turned Kevin Owens into a heel. Now they have no idea what the hell they're doing with Owens. Uh, Tuesday night, he's teaming with Sami Zayn. I thought they were on separate shows, and they broke him up again. I, I just Yeah, like they, they no did get back together doing. without any explanation. Who is writing this shit? I think the problem is, well, one, a lot of these guys don't know how long they're going to be with the company, if they're going to get fired or not. Mm-hmm. So you can't plan long term. One thing we've seen with TV over the last few years is knowing when the end date of your show is going to be. Uh, Lost famously got way off track, and there was an episode that was so bad that they went to ABC and said, we need an end date so we can tighten this up. Yeah, Game of Thrones tried to do that, I guess, and then they... They didn't do it well. Uh, the Good Place has always envisioned a four-year show, so they're going to wrap up here. You know, some shows, it used to be just right by the seat of your pants, and then, you know, that's how, like, friends got Joey and Rachel together because right. they're, they're running out of things to do, and they they don't have a an end goal. I, I don't think there needs to be an end goal on WWE, but when you start a storyline, you should know what the payoff of the storyline is. Exactly. Right at the beginning, right at the end, and then fill in the body. And the WWE is going week to week, sometimes segment to segment, because a lot of these writers are going week to week, or at least I think that's what they feel like, mm-hmm. and they just don't have the the security, and it's, not, it's just not a good place of belonging to where you want to be in that situation. Uh, I don't know what I just said. People keep walking by the window, and I am going to point that out because it happens every time. Anytime as, you do a podcast. As I did last time. We are clearly working. Yeah. It's either that happens or Radio Joe comes in here and he's like, oh, actually, I have like four hours of work I got to get done. You're like, okay, pipe down, Joe. Like, give me I've got to do Bill's to money code words. <laughs> I need to. So I just, it, if they could do better with their storylines, because when they do, it's so good. Well, That's the problem with wrestling. This is what Cody and I would always bitch about. Mm-hmm. When wrestling's good, it is so rewarding. Yeah. But it is so bad, so much, 
that this ends up being what we talk about. Well, and that's what drives me nuts. So it used to be, and I don't know what it's like anymore. I think they try this. But, I mean, injuries happen and guys get suspended or, you know, stuff happens, I get. But you used to have your plans set a year in advance. So, like, after WrestleMania, they would have their plans for next year's WrestleMania. And that's why you always saw shit that worked. Like, you would set up Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Or you would do, like... You know, these guys are a team and they slowly start to break up a little bit and you would have these storylines like built in. And that's why WrestleMania was always great. SummerSlam was always good. My favorite SummerSlam, I want to say it was 98 and it was when it was uh, Triple H was fighting The Rock and it was the Nation versus DX and they set it up for a whole year and that was finally the payoff. It was the Intercontinental match, ladder match for the championship. They also had Stone Cold and The Undertaker. There was this big storyline that went for a year with Kane and The Undertaker. They were brothers. They hated each other. Were they in cahoots? You know, were they going to gang up and fight Stone Cold? And then finally, you get the payoff. You get Undertaker and Stone Cold at SummerSlam. Like, you don't have that anymore. Like, maybe you're setting up Rollins and Lesnar part two for Mania, but I don't know. I feel like that's where WWE struggles. And that's like the so anonymous GM man. thing. They had no payoff. And we never even found out who that was. GTV back in the day. Who was in control of GTV that was doing like that underground uh, camera shit? Like, we never found that out from the Attitude Era. And that's what drives me nuts because finally. And one time, Mae Young gave birth to a hand. To a hand. That was terrible. And she was also nailing Mark Henry for a while. And, he and then like Vince 26. Young died, and then he came back. Yeah, that was terrible. But that's what's, I guess, the most disappointing thing about WWE and the product right now is you have the best wrestlers on the planet. As good as those guys over at AEW are, like Ty Dillinger is probably going to be one of your big talents over there. You know, he's a great wrestler. But What's WWE his name now? The, Sean Sparks or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. You have the best wrestlers. You have AJ Styles, Finn Balor. You have Seth Rollins. You have Brock Lesnar, who I know gives you five minutes of a match now. You have Roman Reigns. You have the best talent. Drew McIntyre. You almost have too many good guys. Now you have no idea what the hell to do with any of this talent. But that's the, that's what sucks. Like Just put together good storylines. And that's where AEW is going to kill it because their storylines are going to be so good because guys like Omega have uh, their have the freedom to do whatever they want. They come up with their own storylines. They work together on it. It's not just some writer, you know, handing you the script. You heard about it in Dean Ambrose's podcast. He's like, and then you take it to Vince, and he's like, come on, man. It's just su- such good shit. <laughs> some good shit. And he has no idea. He's old. He's you know, so when you look at, there's no storyline. There's no, it doesn't look like anything they're doing is going to have a payoff. Right. It's just kind of week by week. The one thing they are sort of putting a storyline into is the one thing they shouldn't, and that's Shane McMahon. Because if you're going to have this guy, an out-of-shape 48-year-old, non-wrestler, beat your top face, your top guy is Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if he got help or not, Mm -hmm. he beat him. And then he's beaten The Miz three times, fluke or not. I mean, you can't have The Miz tap out to this guy like they did on SmackDown this week. So if you're going to build a heel like this, the, what is the payoff going to be? The payoff would be, and I saw some speculation on this, that the payoff is going to be him beating Kofi Kingston, which you, you didn't see this. I just title? saw it as speculation. This is not a rumor. This is not backstage stuff. This is just guys kicking around an idea like you and I would be doing. Right. But the fact that, that when you hear that and it's actually plausible mm-hmm. that they would do that, I mean, they could go into SmackDown on Fox, which should be a big milestone for them, with Shane McMahon cashing in on Kofi Kingston, which they've done so many things. And if I'm still watching at this point, I don't know where my breaking point is, but that it would just be so stupid. Yeah. 
It was bad enough when he won the European title. It's bad enough that he even just beat Roman Reigns. I hated the Miz-Shane storyline from day one. It's cool when you bring back Shane and, um, like, the Undertaker storyline. That yeah, was even why so is Shane stupid. a wrestler? Like, yeah, it makes no sense. It was cool back in the day, like, when he was part of the Mean Street Posse, just because that's how things worked. Like, he was the corporate. Why is he on every show, and why are there eight guys teaming up with him? Randomly, right? Like the the storyline you use with Shane as a heel is like you want to beat the shit out of him. Like Austin always wanted to get to Vince, but he can't because he keeps like throwing henchmen your way, like Drew McIntyre, and you set up a good angle with that. But he's not supposed to be taken seriously. He's never make him tap out. If you do want that to happen, like have the Miz get knocked out and the ref does the thing where he like does the arm lift and he's passed out, so he has to call for the match, like a TKO. You never make the Miz tap out. And I don't get what they're doing with the Miz because. Two years ago, 2016, when he was the Intercontinental Champ for like almost a year and a half or whatever it was, he was so hot. He was like the hottest thing in all of wrestling. Then you turn him into a face, and people, he got over. Like, people like him. You have this hit series, hit, I use in uh, quotation marks because it's a pile of shit. Five minutes I made it through <laughs> episode one. It's so bad, and I love Maurice. Like, I wanted to watch a half hour just of her, but I couldn't I love it, but it, you dude. could tell there's no drama in their no, lives, and no. they're just trying, what? I thought you were going to be home at 10. It's 1030. Huh? I thought you were going to get paper and you brought plastic home. Right. We don't use paper. Right. But you build this guy up and then you've, you've done nothing with him. He gets pinned by Daniel Bryan in like 20 seconds at that last stupid house show across the country. Uh, He taps out to Shane McMahon. Like I thought maybe he'd get one more run with a title, like as a face, but that's what drives me nuts, as you bring up Shane McMahon possibly winning a WWE title. Like, all the guys that I wanted to win. Shinsuke Nakamura, you had that awesome feud with AJ Styles, and he just loses, and then he's just kicking people in the balls. Now he's completely disappeared. You have Samoa Joe. You know, he gets beat. It looked like Braun Strowman was going to be, like, the next guy, and you build him up, and people actually care. Kill him off. You did it with Ryback years back, and then he just became a joke. Yeah, Braun, they hurt him hard. Like, they just they keep changing their mind. They don't know how to build guys up anymore. They just That's why they bring back guys like The Undertaker and Goldberg, because that's their only draw, because they don't build their own guys. So you Firefly have- Funhouse is fun, but I'm just worried that it's going to be stupid. I think that the rumor is that Bray has, like, full... Um, like he's in charge of all the his own writing, I guess. On that, like it's his so idea. So what, what about baby. when he's a wrestler again? Well, that's what's going to be scary. They're just going to probably... have him lose to Shane McMahon. No, I. The rumor is that I've saw on the dirt sheets is that when he comes back, he's going to be unstoppable, and they're trying to find a pay per view where he'll go undefeated, like whether like the Undertaker at WrestleMania. But that's stupid because I mean, how long you have to. Like you just guaranteeing he's going to be around for ten years? Like nobody's going to go five and zero at Extreme Rules, right? Like nobody's going to. Ray White's never lost at Extreme Rules. I don't know what you do with them though. That's the other thing. I feel like these promos are just hitting, and they're awesome. It's the the only reason I watch Raw, to be honest with you. Last week's was really good. The week before that, the Vince McMahon thing, it was weird, but it was really good. But I feel like now you're like, oh man, people are into this. This is the reason people are tuning in. What the hell are we going to do with them? Who who's he going to fight? You know, who's he going to beat? What's going to be the end game? Are you just going to have him keep beating up, like, I don't know, Dolph Ziggler's of the world? Like, is he going to go after, like, a main guy like that Seth Rollins? That should have been me! Yeah, and that's the other thing, like... It should have been me! <laughs> they have all the talent in the world, again, and they just have no ideas of what to do with these guys. They have not one... Give me player. what I want! 
It should have been me. Like, if you go back and you watch Finn Balor is a great example. If you go back and watch his shit in Japan, like his promos, and I get they have a little bit more leeway because they could like swear and drop f bombs over there. But he was like the classic heel, and then when he was a face, like you know everybody rooted for him. But he was still a badass in the states in WWE. He's so soft, Finn Balor. He like, just he's smiles. Just their PG. He's a face because he smiles. And I hate him now. He's my favorite wrestler in the world, and I root against him. I hate him because the storylines suck. And he's boring. He's for kids. Even the demon stuff sucks. Well, he figured out just the right percentage of how much black paint you could wear on your face without it being black face. Well, see, and that's the thing. And like, I even don't think that that's true. I think that I don't think that shit should fly, man. Well, and that's WWE for you because what he used to do in Japan was he would come out dressed as character. So, like when he was a heel, he came out for a title match and he was the Joker. Like he would. That was his thing with the cool entrances, and he would take on like these different characters. Now they just. He turns into the demon. So here's my thing with the demon, right? He's undefeated as the motherfucking demon, right? <laughs> but yet, like, he hasn't won a title. He hasn't even got it. Well, he got the one title match, I guess, against Lesnar. But, like, he lost the universal title because he got injured, and then he kept losing matches to Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt. So he wants to get back on top and be WWE champion again. Why doesn't he just come out as the demon in every single match? Since he's undefeated as the demon, why come out as Finn Balor and lose to the Miz? Because Finn Balor, that's something dark that brings out the demon, like a long feud or going to Saudi Arabia. Right. Oh, you you faced Andrade once. Uh, you're the demon now, because the prince is going to pay us an extra million for the demon to see the demon. Right. And it's like, we see beyond all that bullshit. That's what drives me nuts about Vince McMahon and the WWE in general. They think we're stupid. And it used to be, I don't think that they used to be, Hey, we could feed them this shit because they, what are they going to do? Pay 10 bucks and go watch a Japan show at 3am in the morning. They're not going away. Do you see that product over at TNA? Nobody's going anywhere. They're still going to tune into the WWE. Now we have other options and I'll continue to watch because it's like watching a car crash, and I could rip on it. I'm watching because I'm rooting for it to turn around. And I think they know we're smart. It's just that they they want to – they're mad at us for – like, and they're mad at us for liking their product. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're mad at us that we like their product, and it is the weirdest business setup that you could have. It is. It's like Vince – Gets these ideas in his head, right? Like the Bobby Lashleys, the Braun Strowmans, the Brock Lesnar's, the Roman Reigns. He likes the dudes with the big muscles. He wants those to be his top stars. So then when the fans, the internet wrestling community, start cheering for guys like Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston, it pisses him off. Yeah. So then when he looks at AEW and it's Cody Rhodes, Cody Omega, like 195-pound, 200-pound guys that could actually wrestle and not just go out there and do four moves and cut a promo— that pisses him off. He doesn't like that. Like, he did not like putting Daniel Bryan over at that WrestleMania years back. He tried everything he could to give us Randy Orton and Batista. Well, and the shit he did it. with Kofi even this year. Even this year with Kofi. That's what I'm saying. So he almost does this. He's like, hey, you I'll give deserve you a title, but actually, you don't. <laughs> so I'll give you these guys as champions, but I'm giving you shitty storylines. And, like, for example, you had a great storyline set up, and you even texted me during the show. So you set up this whole Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar thing, this monster in the bank. But then you flip the script and you have him come out during Kofi's match and cash in and beat the hell out of Kofi, cash in. He becomes SmackDown champ. Boom. You got Brock Lesnar for your Fox show. 
You're going over to a big network. Now you have a former UFC Well, star. that still may happen. But I thought that they should have just did it right there. But they're not going to do it in Saudi Arabia. They're not going to burn anything in Saudi Arabia. Then why keep going over there? And why try to it's convince all us for the money. that big of a show? Because well, maybe they do money. think we're stupid. Yeah. I mean, I watched it. I watched it. And it was bad. Actually, I fell asleep, I, I fell asleep during I the, too. the Battle Royale. And then when I woke oh, up, man. I was looking at clips about Goldberg and Undertaker, and I'm surprised that one of them is not dead. I hate Battle Royals so much. I love the Royal Rumble. It's my Well, did you hear what they said? Game. What? They're like, we had to fly out there. There was no plan. There were no plans for spots. Uh, some of us flew out there for 30 seconds of work. Just to run out there and get thrown over I the mean, top. I mean, we just felt like a piece of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And see, that's what would piss me off. If I, I mean, there was... was one like showdown with the tag teams. Yeah. Where they just looked at each other, but I don't even know if that was planned. There were no spots. That's what Battle Royals me. are stupid because it's you don't know what's going on. Right. Like I love the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite thing in all professional wrestling. It's my favorite pay-per-view. I like Royal Rumble more than I like Money in the Bank, more than I like wrestling. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Because I love watching the Royal Rumble, but I hate Battle Royals. Like the Andre the Giant thing. Oh, cool. You get a trophy? Who gives a shit? I forgot and who what, won it last year. What happened to that uh Braun Strowman won a green belt when yeah. he won the Battle Royal uh the first time. Yeah, I don't know. And then got pinned the following week, which made no sense. But yeah, that's the thing is that it just it's it's a show that they and that was that would be what would drive me nuts is like let's say you're in the revival, right? Or you're like Dash Wilder or you're you're uh Xavier Woods and you go over there to get thrown over the top rope in 35 seconds. You travel all the way over there and you get a check for like 20 Gs. And then you see that The Undertaker, Randy Orton, Triple H, Bill Goldberg, dudes that show up once every two years are getting paid 4 to $5 million for a 10-minute match. You bust your ass every single night. You're at the house shows. You're not seeing your family. You're not there for your kids. You're not there on Christmas. And you're getting paid like 15 to 20 Gs for that show. That's why guys are going to leave WWE. And you're like, The Undertaker and Goldberg got paid a combined $8 million for that bullshit? I'm doing backflips and like look at Finn Balor at Money in the Bank. At one point, like his body just clung. Yeah, the like, ladder <laughs> spot. Just yeah. like flew off the ladder. Like could have broke his back. Probably not getting paid two million, three million. Lesnar makes that a year, and he hasn't wrestled over a 12 minute match in how long? It's bullshit. Yeah. So the product sucks, but thanks for listening and keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, please. As uh, AW starts soon enough. I mean. You know, when we did this with Cody, a lot of times it turned into. Um, this sucks. The wrestling sucks. And and this has been going on for like two years that we've been doing the podcast, you know, on and off, but it still sucks. And that's that's really shitty. Ryan Horvath, Bart Winkler, bumps and banana hammocks. Uh, thank you for listening. The product sucks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.